Good morning. You know, we have all heard bad advice that seems to sound good on the surface, but it just doesn't seem to play out. Here's one, fight fire with fire. We all know that does not play out well. How about this one? You can help me finish this one, all right? Let me hear you. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words... Yeah, we all know that's just a big fat lie. Here's some bad advice from the tobacco industry from 1931. Nico Time cigarettes, the smooth taste expectant mothers crave. Bad advice is everywhere. In our world today, the topic of love seems to be the mother load of bad advice. I'm Mike, and in this series, in partnership with Dallas Church, we're addressing some bad advice for love that we feel threatens the foundation of God's intent for a loving, lifelong relationship. Last week, Pastor Ben exposed the horrible notion of falling in love, as if love just happens by accident and we're at its whims. And, you know, if that's ever happened to you, I just want to say you fell into something, but it wasn't love. Pastor Ben's good love advice from last week includes honesty, intentionality, and covenant. Now, the covenant that Ben mentioned is going to help us debunk another myth about marriage. Me, I've been married for about 27, going on 28 years, and Heather and I have heard and given lots of advice on love, and I've believed and I think shared some bad advice along the way. I actually thought that in an argument, if you were right, factually, you win. And I actually said these words in an argument, and, and like I heard this, this, the silliness as the words were coming out in the heat of an argument. If I were wrong, I wouldn't be arguing with you. Think about that for a second. How many of you have been factually accurate in an argument, and you came out feeling like the biggest loser. One piece of bad advice that sounds good on the surface but threatens the very foundation of true love is this. Love is 50-50. 50-50 sounds fair. We love fair. We depend on fair. Our society needs fair. What's one of the first things that kids learn to say and recognize and identify? That's not fair. But where does fairness fit with love? You see, love is 50-50, prioritizes fairness. And the only way to ensure something is fair is to keep score. You see, true love can't keep score. Love being 50-50 seems logical on one level because we live in this contract culture. When you enter any important agreement with anyone, you write it down, you create a document, and it's this document that says, if you do that, I will do this. If you do this, I will do that. And it's this conditional contract based on the other person's behavior that determines whether or not you do the behavior that the, the other person on the other side of the contract is desiring. Think about that. Can you imagine a wedding ceremony where the vows were written like a contract, a contract that says, if you do this, I will do that. Uh, I will stay with you as long as you have a job. I will stay with you as long as you don't 
fill in the blank. I was actually in a wedding as a groomsman, and I was shocked to hear that moment where the bride and groom give their own vows, and they said something like this, and I don't remember word for word, but it was it was shockingly close to this. It says, they said, uh, I will commit to staying physically fit and attractive. Now, these two people were absolutely beautiful people. <laughs> um, they were, they were, uh, they worked out all the time and they were, they just committed to that. But in their wedding vows, it was, I will stay with you as long as we keep our bodies in good health and attractive. It was so strange to hear it didn't fit with the rest of the vows. But how does that fit with God's vision of love? How is fairness? Is God fair? Is God's love fair? Well, if you look at the book of Romans in Romans 3.23, there's this, this core foundation that states our condition that we could all agree. I think, I think if you don't agree with this, there's some delusion in you. But um, Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay. The foundation is that all humanity, we all sin. Uh, I think logical people would agree with that. We all miss the mark. We all don't do exactly what we know we should do. And sometimes we don't do the things, or sometimes we do the things we know we shouldn't do. Romans 6.23 then says, for the wages of sin is death. So this makes sense. Like if we're separating ourselves from God by choice, the consequence is eternal separation from God. But then the second part of 6.23 just says how unfair God is. This is how unfair God is. He says, but the free gift of God, free, didn't cost us anything, not conditional upon our sin or not sin. The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God's love for us isn't rooted in fairness. It's not a contract. It's rooted in a love-based covenant. Covenant means this. It means no matter what happens, I'm here. In the wedding vows, it's for richer, for poorer. We're together. If we come into a whole bunch of money and and we're rich, we're rich together. If we struggle and and work hard and, and scrap every month, we're scrapping together. In sickness and in health, if we have healthy bodies and we're able to to do adventurous things and we're going to do that together. If one of us gets sick, if we both get sick, we're going to be sick together. I'm with you no matter what. That's the covenant. That's the way God loves us. And that's the covenant of love that is the true love that a marriage is based on. When Jesus came and was resurrected, this was God once and for all declaring his love for us and keeping his covenant with us to secure the second part of Romans 6.23, to secure that we would receive the free gift because we break our covenant with God. Ephesians 5, when Paul writes this example of this covenant love between Jesus and his followers, he uses marital love as the example that we could relate to. He calls us to love each other with the same love that Jesus loved us with. Commit 100% with grace towards each other because you're not always going to be able to give or receive 100%. I remember I had, uh, about 15 years ago, I had neck problems, chronic neck spine problems, and I had to have two different surgeries over a long period of time. 
And through managing pain and recovering from surgery, Heather took care of me 100%. I had zero to give. She gave 100. So the nature of covenant love versus contract love. Covenant love is not just 50%. It can't be. Covenant love is 100%. Because true love isn't 50-50. You know what is 50-50? Divorce. The attitude that looks at love as 50-50 is headed for divorce, dividing things 50-50. Love is more 100 and 100 with the attitude of 100 and 0, knowing that there will be times in your relationship where your spouse, your partner, your, the person you're committed to is not able to give a thing. And you can't see it coming, you don't know why, but the commitment and the covenant is there that says, I'm giving 100%. And if you focus on 50-50, you miss the whole joy of the covenant of marriage. Romance disappears when you keep score. Striving for fairness destroys that romance. And here's my big idea. The joy of love is in the covenant. John 15, 9 through 13 says this. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. For greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. That is the covenant love, and look what's right there in the middle of the covenant love, joy. Joy made complete, the power of Marriage is in the covenant. And covenant is way different than a contract. This is, this, is, uh, this is the contrast between conditional and unconditional love. That's why we use the word covenant in marriage. And we use the word covenant to talk about God's relationship to mankind. The idea of covenant is woven all throughout human history in God's relationship to man where God keeps his covenant and his covenant to us is found in Romans 6.23b, the second part, where he promises us, promises us the free gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus. That is the gift that's available to us. That's the foundation of our relationship with him. That's the foundation of our relationship in true love. Covenant. So, love is 50-50? Nope. 50-50 is a contract. Love is a covenant. It says, when you're down, I've got your back. I'm for you. I'm with you. We're committed. We're in this together. That's how God loves you. That's how God sees you. With, through Jesus Christ, God has already declared his love for you. He's fulfilled his end of the covenant. And we have a free gift available to us through Jesus Christ right now in this moment. And if you've never known that kind of love, if the only love you've ever been shown on earth, and many of us have been, been there, 
You're not alone in that. Many of us have been there where the only type of love that we know is the love that says, I have to perform for someone to get them to accept me. I have to be a certain type of person to receive acceptance and love and kindness. That is not the love of God. The love of God says, I love you where you are. You are mine where you are. In sickness and in health, I love you. Oh, it's so beautiful. And we need to preach that to ourselves and to each other and to those who don't yet know this freedom of this love of Jesus. God is faithfully giving 100% of himself to you. His name is Jesus. You can have that love too by turning away from the life that is seeking some type of contractual love and live in the freedom of the covenant love with love itself. Jesus Christ. If you want to make that decision today, you don't have to live in this, this fear of wondering if you measure up, this fear of wondering if you're enough, this fear of wondering if God is pleased with you. God has already declared, I am pleased with you. I love you. Receive my love. The power of covenant love is where joy Pure, true joy exists. And that invitation is for you today. Let us know if you need help being reminded of that. You want to make that decision for the first time. We want to help you. We're not here just to preach sermons. We're here to help you be transformed by the love of Jesus. And it goes way beyond this. I want you to know that you are completely covenantially loved. And that is where true long-term love relationships are rooted in the same covenant of love. So don't follow the bad advice. Love is not 50-50. God doesn't love us that way, and he doesn't call us to love each other that way. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your, your empowerment of your love that you give us. Everything you give us transforms us. It changes us, God. I thank you and to that you've changed us into those who share your love. That is, that is what it means to be your follower, is that we follow you in sharing your love with everyone around us, God. Let us be conduits of your love and your grace and your mercy, especially, God, to that one, that one that we are covenantially bound to on earth till death do us part. In Jesus' name, amen.